are listening to Our Anxiety Stories, the Anxiety Canada podcast with John Bateman. Check out anxietycanada.com for more totally free anxiety resources, including our app MindShift CBT. That's excellent. So you're, an, you're a scientific uh, advisory committee member for Anxiety Canada. Um, can you tell me your anxiety uh, story? Sure. Um, actually, I'm not a sufferer of anxiety. That's okay. Um, we all have stories that, that bring us there anyway. Yeah, in excessive amounts. But um, yeah. what uh, my uh, link to ang- Anxiety Canada and anxiety in general was I was a uh, classroom teacher mm-hmm. um, uh, quite some time ago, and I used to have students that I just could not figure out why they were struggling yeah. so much. They were smart. They were just the coolest kids on earth. But um, when there would be something unexpected that happened or a big stakes test or something like that or a social problem that they didn't know how to figure out, um, these kids would shut down. And I I just loved my job. I loved being a teacher. And um, some of these kids would start hovering around my office after the school day or they'd more likely show up before the school day. And so I was getting to school earlier and earlier to prepare and I ended up not preparing and just um, talking to these kids. So I figured out, you know, there's something here that um, I really need to get more training in. So then I went and I um, got my master's degree, and then I got my Ph.D., mm-hmm. and um, uh, I decided to go with what was seemed to be the most um, pressing problem of school kids today, and that was uh, anxiety concerns. So when I came to Canada, um, Drs. Peter McLean and Maureen Whittle had started Anxiety BC, and they said, hey, how would you like to be the president? And I said, hey, I don't think so. Yeah, of course not. But they said, well, we think you'd be pretty good because you don't mind speaking to a whole, uh, a wide variety of people, which I don't, and you're pretty organized, which I am, and so I was happy to... um, Step into that role and um, been working with Anxiety DC now Anxiety Canada for the last uh, twenty years. That's incredible. So you were you were kind of very close to the founding of Anxiety Canada, if not right there. Um, right, pretty much right there from the from the very first month. And uh, coincidentally, at the same time, the um, the other provincial groups that were active at the time. So there was Adam in Manitoba. I believe you've had some guests on we from sure there. Have, yeah. Um, and Attack and Quebec, a uh, 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 French-speaking anxiety group, mm-hmm. and um, hmm, Ontario. So the four provinces decided, well, maybe we should get together and try to go across Canada and consolidate our efforts. So at the same time that Anxiety BC was starting, Anxiety um, Disorders Association of Canada co- also coincidentally started. So right. I was um, our provincial rep to them, and... Um, we've all pretty much been under the same mandate to really get the word out about anxiety because anxiety masquerades as all these other things. People really don't know what's happening to them. People are pretty freaked out when it does happen to them or their child. Yeah. And um, hopefully we've made some big inroads. I mean, I see your very handsome face here, and you've been so clever all day with all these interviews, and it's oh. just so exciting to be part of this. Yeah, well, I'm excited that you're a part of it because you're, you know, you this, you know, what you're seeing is is kind of where this where anxiety British Columbia has progressed to, 
Um, so, and, and I know you're still active with Anxiety Canada, so you're definitely one of those key players with Anxiety Canada, which is fabulous. Um, now, in the beginning, you said you were a te- you were a teacher. Now, I didn't quite get what le- like what level you were teaching. Were you, you were teaching Were you teaching just standard curriculum? What were you teaching at that point? Yes, I was teaching uh, at a rural school, grades seven through twelve. Yeah. And so um, I, I taught uh, language arts and social sciences, um, but it was really the kids who made the difference, you know, in, in a teacher's life, you know, and so um, yeah. just really, really, really loved being a classroom teacher, but right away I knew I didn't have enough information, I didn't know what this was, yeah. I didn't know how to help, yeah. and the more I started um, delving into this, I started understanding that, well, wait, there's some really useful things that especially teachers can teach their kids yeah. um, on a daily basis that's really going to help kids manage this excessive amount of anxiety. And, of course, I was starting with preteens and teenagers. Yeah. Um, and then over, over my career, I've um, uh, figured out that, you know, the, the skills that we teach adults, the skills we teach adolescents, you can also teach to youngsters. So they're the same skills, you just um, use them a little bit differently with with no matter who's having uh, difficulty learning to manage this anxiety. Yeah, definitely. I mean, what what you, you know, your realization, uh, how many years ago would that have been? That you, that you, you, know, you know, without, we don't want to okay. date anybody, I don't want to get into that, but, you know. My j- first year of teaching was 1980, if you can believe it. Okay, so wait a second. So that, to me, there's some visionary stuff going on there. Uh, because I grew up in, you know, I was born in 1968. So in 1980, I was 12 years old. I forget what grade that means I'm in. Um, that means I'm in grade seven. Probably grade seven. Yeah, so grade seven. Oh, my gosh. Like, the, you know, one of the heights of my anxiety, you know, grade seven. And the people I was dealing with, my teachers, no, nobody seemingly had a clue. And, and I still have a lot of, you know, I don't want to be too critical um, more so now, teachers are getting into this, and it's not necessarily their fault either, because there's all kinds of different things involved in terms of, you know, funding and uh, and and making room for mental health as being in the in the school system. But in 1980, that's baffling to me that you made that realization, because you must have been part of the very few that had that realization, or that had the the impetus to 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 move in that direction. Well, um, John Bateman, I feel like I was just so super-duper lucky because I was at a rural school. Right. So I, the, the teacher-student ratio was much, much smaller. Right. And um, I really got to know these students um, more on a, a really uh, individual level, even though I've had what we call six different preps. That means I've taught six different classes throughout yeah, the day, yeah, yeah. Um, which is kind of exhausting at this just doing that, but um, because of that, I could see how kids would be really thriving in one place where they really felt secure and confident, and maybe in another subject, I was still the teacher for a different subject, and they would Mm. really be struggling, and it just, it didn't add up, and I really, I just really adored these kids. I continue just to adore the kids with whom I work, but um, I really felt lucky that I had the opportunity to really figure out... um, my role and their role and some of the things that I just um, inadvertently did really seemed to help make them be more calm. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, that's, I mean, that's such an important thing because with me, it was, I definitely was not calm and I experienced panic attacks in class because of my teachers, you know. Uh, mm-hmm, th- for sure. Oh, yeah, my teacher, my, I had a teacher who basically said, yeah, the world's going to end by nuclear war in the next 10 years. 
Um, yeah, I think sometimes it, teachers think it's pretty funny, and and I just I don't understand that. It, it to me it shows a, a bit of their their own vulnerability. You know that mm-hmm. they're feeling out of sorts themselves. They don't know how to help this child. Mm-hmm. So instead of being compassionate, they'd be, be a bit antagonistic or challenging. Yeah, yeah. And that's not really what's needed at that point in time. It's, you know, um, but I think for, for what you said before, that most teachers are, um, and I, well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I want to say most teachers, but yeah, some yeah. of the data show us that yeah. teachers really are starting to understand that the social and emotional um, stability of a child directly is linked to how they're doing academically, and we we know the same is true of um, principals around the world. Yeah. And the yeah. latest uh, uh, survey that they gave them that everybody, the adults in schools are starting to understand that you know really there, there's a big link here for how a child comes prepared emotionally, and mm. um, um, their anxiety levels have a lot to do with whether or not this is going to be a successful day academically. Yeah, and so how do you see uh, how do you see it currently in terms of you know uh, mental health being addressed in in the public school system? Well, um, you know, I'm I'm, all, I'm always going to go back to to the uh, the data, and the data show that seven out of ten teachers are saying, "Hey, you know, we would really like to have more training." This is across Canada, so these are yeah. just. Uh, Canadian studies. Yeah. We'd really like to have more training in this because um, yeah. we know it's a problem. We're reporting it as our number one stressor in our jobs. Yeah. Um, but there's very little teacher training going on if you look at Canada as a whole. Now, BC um, is quite different because BC has been on this with educators for the last 20 years. Right. But I would say if you go to Saskatchewan, or um, I know your previous caller is out in um, Nova Scotia. Yeah, that's right. Um, and they've got a they've got a terrific research facility out there. But I'm not sure um, if this is translating to people on the ground, yeah. such as teachers, people yeah. in the trenches, um, that and school nurses, if we had them, or social workers. So I think that we've got a really big challenge here to get the word out uh, because this is really the the most preventable. Uh, mental health problem we've got and the um, skills to attack it are, are, you know, readily available. We Mm -hmm. know exactly what to do, how Mm -hmm. to help kids, how to help adolescents, how to help adults. Yeah, yeah. So it's just a matter, and is it, and we've got about a minute left, but uh, do you think there's, we still have to go a ways in terms of funding these, the programs in public schools? You know, if, um, if we want to really get me on a high horse, I think this is exactly where we should, we should be starting. Yeah. Um, you know, we have a tendency to, to put money, um, large amounts of money, after the problem occurs. And for anxiety concerns especially, that's where we should be putting all of our money because it has so many um, downstream links to um, higher rates of depression if you don't get anxiety treatment, higher rates of using tobacco, higher rates of um, using uh, disability dollars higher mm-hmm. rates of alcohol abuse. Mm-hmm. So it, it all starts with that core nugget, the foundational concern of um, people just being too anxious and being very freaked out about it, not knowing what to do about it. Mm-hmm. And um, if we really started with anxiety as the foundational approach with our dollars, then I think that as a society we'd have a much healthier economy, a much healthier um, family life, much healthier and happier children. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, personally, I appreciate all the work you do. Um, my inner child appreciates all the work you do, <laughs> and um, definitely Anxiety Canada uh, would not be would not be what it is without you. So I, I'm really happy that you're able to join us today. It's been very valuable for us. 
Well, thanks so much for having me, John, and I think you're just doing a terrific job with this. Super-duper. Okay. Thanks so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.